While attention is focused on Syria's second city, fighting goes on elsewhere. 200 miles away to the east is the city of Deir el-Zor. Raith Abdul-Ahad of Britain's Guardian newspaper has just spent time with rebels there. He's now in Istanbul. He told us how Deir el-Zor, population 200,000, is affected by the fighting. People are dying. The civilians are there under siege. Uh, the government, because they, you know, they hold the big high hills overlooking the town, so they, you know, they're pounding the town with mortars, with artillery, sniper bullets. It's everything. So it's really tough. It's really hard. Obviously, you saw a lot of interesting, memorable, frightening, sad things. Is there any particular moment that stands out for you? When I was leaving, I left with seven fighters. They're kind of tribal fighters, really hardcore from this region in the middle of the desert. You know, they're really tough guys. They were like little kittens. I mean, they were so shocked and so scared, and their eyes were so wide open, and they kept asking, where are we going? Any forces there? Any government forces? I haven't seen, you know, men behave in this way before. And when I asked them what's wrong with them, I... Each one of them have lost four or five people in the last month that they spent in the town. So that gave me a sort of sense of how hard the fighting is. Do you think after the experiences they've been through and and the way that you saw them, that they'll be able to go back to regular life now? Well, I mean, looking to Lebanon, looking to Iraq, you know, 20, 30 years after the end of a civil war, you still see a traumatized population. I, I mean, many of the people I've talked to tell you that, you know, toppling the regime is just 5% of the actual revolution, you know, building a new Syria. How would those people disarm? Uh, one of the fighters, for example, was saying, you know, after all of this, you want me to leave my gun? I can't leave my gun. and This is part of me. In the end of the day, can they disarm? Can they go back to civilian life? I mean, I don't know. I think it's a very, very tough question. What does it look like on the ground? Are, are there people still in Deir el-Zor? There are about 200,000 people there, you report. Are, are most of them still there? Have most of them fled? Most of them have fled. It, it, it's so random, the shelling. I mean, they don't have any intelligence on the ground, the government forces. So they just kind of, you know, randomly shelled the whole city. You know, shells fall on mosques, on houses, on civilians. And and I talked to a couple of doctors in the city, and they tell you most of the, the casualties are civilians because they sit in their houses, in their apartment blocks, in their courtyards, and the, the shells fall on them while the rebel forces are always, you know, moving around, kind of taking shelter. It Sometimes it feels like playing a game of Russian roulette with five bullets in the chamber and one empty. And it does feel... Uh, You know, it's like this typical besieged city under shelling constantly. How do you decide where to go in the city? How do you assess the risks, considering that everything is so random? I mean, mean, it it becomes much easier because everything is so random, so it doesn't matter where you are. Uh, I, I did try to get sense of, you know, the fighting that's taking place. Uh, you know, I've, I've reported on Syria previously, but I, I wanted to see this the level of fighting. Are they actually fighting uh, firsthand? I mean, what kind of fighting? How? What kind of ammunition they have? And that's why I kind of basically entered Deir Zofor. As I was walking with the fighters in the city, you kind of, you see all those civilians emerging from, from their apartments, from their basements, and they, you know, they have these stunned faces, these, um, you know, they're shocked. At night, some of the soldiers try to smuggle the civilians out of the city. 
But then the government forces have blocked even the main road. Even civilians can't leave the city at this moment. So it's, it's, a, very, it's a very complicated situation. Uh, are people supporting the rebels or are they angry, do you think, that the rebels are bringing such destruction upon them? I think kind of people are beyond this point at this moment. Uh, They're just I mean, surviving. I don't think they're just surviving, and they, they can't afford to blame the rebels. This is, in the end of the day, who are the rebels? This is a local unit from the neighborhood, from the, the houses. Uh, you know, I, I spent one of the days I spent with one of these units that was trying to stop the column of tanks. And at the end of the day, I went with the two fighters. We went back to their home. The mother is there cooking like a big plate of okra and bread. The father is there. Uh, w- the wife of one of the sons are there. So, of course, they are, they are living under the shelling. But in the end of the day, the FSA fighters are their sons. So, And then the ultimate thing, I mean, I didn't talk to one single fighter who wasn't tortured in jail. I mean, this is the ultimate thing. People say they're Salafis, they're jihadis, you know, the Saudis are funding them, Americans or Turks. But they are fighting because every single one of them was detained at one point and was tortured so horribly. So there is so much hatred and anger towards the regime that justifies all this fighting. Is there a Deir el-Zor left? There is a Deir el-Zor left, of course. I mean, you know, Deir el-Zor is being bombed every day. I don't know if there will be a Deir el-Zor left within, you know, within the next month or two. But at this moment, it's, it's one of these ghost towns, uh, Aaron. It's, you know, I, I travel in Deir el-Zor and I can, you know, I can close my eyes and think of, I don't know, Fallujah, Beirut, all these other cities that are being kind of shelled and bombed. The main fabric of the city has been kind of, has been shattered. All the houses left open by the civilians, now taken over by the soldiers, the militiamen, digging holes through the walls and fighting from one house to the other. So technically speaking, the city itself is a battleground at this moment. Raith Abdurahad is with Britain's Guardian newspaper. You can see pictures from the time he spent with Syrian rebels. Go to theworld.org.